Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Great News great with Kevin. News. With Kevin and Mike. Kevin and Mike. We bring you uh, only positive stories. And Uplifting. If you, if you like it, uh, subscribe. Hit the subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell thing. Notifications. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the intro. Okay. <clears throat> 1983 New Wave, Kevin. Okay. <clears throat> intro. <laughs> The show's about to begin, yo. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. That was if Devo or Gary Newman was. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. It was really nice. Before we get into the stories. Kevin. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. This is not my first crack at trying to do the news. Okay. My daughter, Magnolia. In the lockdown, being a little bit bored, mm-hmm. she let her imagination go wild, which is something that I really appreciated. She said to me, Papa, I want to make a news show. Oh. And I okay. said, okay, get in front of the camera. I'll film it. She said, no, 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 no. You get in front of the camera. I'm going to direct you. I'm going to write the news stories. I'm going to be the producer. So she's basically only just cutting me out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. This is the, now the, but this is months ago. This is prior to us ever oh, okay. doing this. So she 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 now has become a, a big Kevin fan. In fact, she would like to cut me out of the show if she had her choice. <laughs> but she wanted to make a new show. And uh, you know, at first you're like, Oh yeah, I'll do anything. You're my daughter, I love you. But you, you realize uh six year olds can be Yes trying. Mm-hmm. Especially when they have an idea and it, you're I'm not living up to it. So this is me. Trying to make my lockdown news show with my daughter. Okay, one second. I need to grab you something. That's already a frustrated look. This is like the sixth take. She made me put on a suit. (laughs) I love you, Magnolia, but... Just tell them that... That it's a list of things that have happened in the past two days. <laughs> Who's the camera person? My wife. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to M. Hug! What? What the fuck? <laughs> I just started. I started going. Maybe watch your language. Okay, sorry. It's a little frustrating when your producer starts going rah when you start filming. Wow. There you go. That's a talent problem right there. That was my first crack at news. <clears throat> Luckily, it's gone a lot better with us, I think. <laughs> uh, as you know, it has been very difficult financially for people. Yes. In the last year. And there's a homegrown coffee shop that faced tough times. And the guy really, really did not want to let his employees go. Okay. And some of the people who frequent that coffee shop stepped up and said, let us help. With fewer customers during the pandemic, this hometown coffee shop was on the brink of closing its doors. We didn't have a drive through and we really didn't have curbside or any of that. We just closed. But Leo Fonte, who owns Fonte's Coffee Shop, fought hard to keep his staff employed. I don't want to lay my people off 
we want to keep them employed and uh, so we've been able to keep 100% of our staff uh, on board. Little did Leo know, a loyal customer was paying attention to their challenges and decided to do something about it. And we had a gentleman come in, Chris Dangler, who's one of our regular customers who comes in here and he enjoys this space and he does a lot of work here. The next thing I know, without my knowledge, he comes in the next morning and he donates a thousand dollars. Then he, he came back and he said, how's it going? I said, really well. He said, well, I'd like to do another thousand five hundred. The generous customer's reasoning was simple. He wanted to spread some joy to the staff and their customers during a tough time. He wanted them to feel like they could come here and get a free cup of coffee, you know, a, a latte, a cappuccino, a brewed coffee. In the holiday season especially right now, I mean, you know, giving back and taking care of other people that are less fortunate in our community should be something we all do every single day. How nice is that? Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it, man. Um, that was such a beautiful story. I felt inspired to play a little game of... <clears throat> Kevin looks at Mike's phone. I do not approve yeah. of this. Here we go. This game Just is not quick, for me. Real quick, I want you to take a look at this nice video. This this young lady, I guess she's hungry. I don't. Oh, oh. Kevin, look, look, Kevin, come on. Oh, let's not do that. Oh my God. You want me to throw up? Is that the goal? So, Kevin. There's a high school football player. <laughs> such a such a horrible. Can't get that out of my head. Uh, there's a homeless high school football player, um, and he is an excellent student, an excellent football player. Everything was going well in his life, but his home life was just so tumultuous that uh, he really needed some people outside of his family to step up. And uh, here's this story. Some bad news to sophomore Brahim Murphy. Athletic director comes to me and says, Oh, yeah, by the way, um, Brahim Murphy and some other guys are not eligible. I was like, Brahim's not eligible? Like, he, I was like blown away because he's so smart. But he didn't have the grades to play. When he told me that, I didn't show any emotions, but like once I got home, I just cried for like two days straight. Home, a complicated word in Brahim's life back then. Uh, I had to uh, be on my own at times, and sometimes I, um, like, I'll stay at my friend's house. Me and my sister stay at my friend's house. We were going back and forth. We're homeless. He was basically, I wasn't stable in a stable home. When he was five years old, Brahim lost his mother to a brain aneurysm. And after that, it's just like everything went downhill. My dad loves me and everything, but we were just going through problems. Coach Greiner started to notice that when he dropped Brahim off at home, it was never the same place twice. Eventually, he just opened up to me, and he was like, uh, you know, I, I have to stay with my sister from place to place. And I didn't know what to do at times, so I, I go into my office, and I start thinking, I'm like, God, something's tugging at my heart. And now Sam Griner has spent years talking faith, family, and football. So he called his wife, Connie. Okay. It was time to practice what he preached. So he stayed with us. We pause. Had a couple times with pause, him. pause, pause. I'm sorry, what? He stayed with us? They invited this kid to live with them. And that's his new mom. <laughs> How? Stepmom. Be on, uh, no blood relation. Not even stepmom. No, just, not even stepmom. Just a lady yeah. who is like, come live with me. Yeah. And he's but like a sophomore. But the, the guy, the coach, is like a father figure to him. I understand. But dude, he's 16. 
Okay. okay. And you know what I'm saying? You got me like, there. And every day you come up and she's like, oh, yeah, I just got a shower real quick, Raheem. Just, uh, <laughs> you're just like, dude, oh, this feels so weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, go. Go. Sorry. I mean, I fell in love. And their daughters, Charlie and Journey, just two and three years old at the time, absolutely smitten with a new big brother. So when it came down to that little life-changing question... He's like, is it okay if I just stay here with you guys for a little bit? I said, Brahim, you can stay here as long as you want. And uh, two years later... You know, will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you it was an adjustment, but it worked. I just felt that um, when I had someone caring for me, I felt like I, it, it made me do better in school and it made me want to do better in life, you know. His grades shot up, straight A's. Brahim said in finding a family, he also found faith. Once I met God, it, that's, that's a, a main turn in my life also. And football, well, that fell into place. But this story, it's far from finished. Brahim will leave for college in the summer. He earned a scholarship to the United States Military Academy at West Point. Wow! I shed some tears. I, Cause Connie gonna make me. They're they're gonna make me cry. Oh my gosh! <sighs> what you gonna tell Brahim on graduation day? I thought I love him. I couldn't be more proud of him. <laughs> I mean, he's doing a family tree changer. Um, yeah. I never had an opportunity to go to West Point. He's better than me. Um, Connie's trying to go to college right now to do her career, and uh, one day we'll probably be working for our own son. <laughs> In Charlotte, North Carolina, Diane Gallagher, CNN. Wow, that's beautiful. And, you know, I think the, I the, kid, <laughs> the kid summed it up, though. He's like, when I felt like someone really cared about me, it made me want to do something with my life. It's, it's really beautiful, you know, and, uh, and he, that's his... <laughs> there is a 57-year-old named Sean Curry who is a homeless. He's homeless, but he lives in his Chevy Tahoe. Okay, so he's not. I mean, not not a bad car. It's to a live decent in, right car house. Yeah, okay, if that's a thing. Yeah. Um, and he was dumpster diving. Okay, and found a wallet. Watch. Now to a heartwarming story that's proving we are better together. KPI X5's Don Ford on a homeless man's good deed and how a chain reaction of kindness is now helping turn his life around. It was already dark when a local homeless man was walking through this parking lot and stumbled upon something on the ground. He reached down, picked it up, and that is when his life changed. This Chevy Tahoe is Sean Curry's home. I, don't, I really don't want to show you the mess, to tell you the truth. Oh, it's huh? been my home, yeah, and I love it. It's a good Chevy. Sean's story begins here at the Kamsan coffee shop where 80-year young Evelyn Topper came to get her regular drink. She comes here it's like almost every day. But this day was different. Surveillance video here shows Evelyn putting her wallet away. It contained her ID cards, driver's license, medical insurance cards, cash, everything. But... I came home and I looked for my little purse, my little wallet, mm -hmm. and it was gone. I, I found Evelyn's wallet. And uh, she was... Uh, I, I called her up and she was just ecstatic to get it back. This is where the Good Samaritan story gets real. Evelyn's daughter and granddaughter was so impressed and grateful for Sean's honesty, they started a GoFundMe page to get him off the street. So far, they've raised nearly $30,000. Thank you, Mr. 
Sean and Evelyn are seeing each other here for the first time in weeks. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Don't you remember me? <laughs> yeah, but you had this big hat. I, oh, got, I had another and hat it, on, yeah. And it was in the middle of, you know, it was, it was like 8.30 at yeah. night. Yeah. Good what a pleasure you. to meet you. Yeah, well, we met once before. But you, have met, you have made so many people happy. It just shows that there, you know, there's good people out there, and being homeless doesn't have to put a mark on you for being a, a bad person. Honesty and good character still matter. In Marin County, Don Ford, KPIX5. I like that guy. Just I because do you're homeless doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah, it's not a scarlet letter. I like that. Of the imagination. You know who I don't like? The asshole who's like, no, 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 give us a tour of your yes. car house. No, no, I know you don't want to. Go ahead and just show me the dents on the front. Yes, very nice. Yes. yes. Walk us through it. It like, was run. like it was here in the parking lot <laughs> when he stumbled across something. That guy bugged me. Walk <laughs> us through like we're on cribs. Um, I don't think most people would assume that a great news story would come from Hollywood. Okay. I think people have this kind of general idea that they are a bunch of uh rich elitist rich condescending elitists who are uh self-absorbed and a lot of that may be true but <laughs> there's also a lot of good people in hollywood and this next story shows that i have well, i have to a little caveat here I've only cried on TV, TV, regular TV. I've only cried twice. One was doing a story about Lamar Odom when things were getting really bad. Yeah. And um, people were kind of laughing, making fun of this. It was when he had vomited and like had to be escorted off an air, airplane. And I was like, we're watching someone die here. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I broke down and I felt weird. But another time was I was doing Access Hollywood and we were talking about Ben Affleck going into rehab. Okay. And say what you want about Ben Affleck or whatever. I'm watching the guy get escorted into rehab by his ex-wife and there's like a million paparazzi around. He's Ugh. clearly so ashamed with his ch little children. And I'm like, dude, this is so not okay. Like this poor guy. Then like a week later, I'm at, uh, in Santa Monica and they, uh, in Christmas time in Santa Monica, they put up a, an ice skating rink to make you believe that you're a place that has seasons. Right. So I'm at this ice skating rink, right? And I'm with my daughter and we're ice skating around. And sure enough, I see Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck come up and uh, there's just fucking tons of people. Oh my God, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner. And he's with their kids. He takes them out on the ice skating rink and little kids. One of them eats shit hard, like really hard. Okay. <laughs> he understandably runs up and he's like trying to, he's like, it's okay, but it's okay, buddy. It's all right. Breathe, breathe. And I see as he's doing this, like throngs of people are like getting closer. Like, oh, and, no. and I'm like, dude, this guy's life is, is really tough. And he just probably wants to be a good parent and he has a hard time doing it. So then when I saw this story, it made me think of how important another actor was in his life in really saving the day. Check this out. Ben Affleck was on Jimmy Kimmel last night and got emotional when he talked about Adam Driver sending his son Samuel gifts for his eighth birthday. Yeah, while they shot their new movie in France, Ben made sure he had a break in the schedule to be back in L.A. for Samuel's birthday. When Ben's gifts for Samuel got lost by the airline, Adam ended up being the hero Ben needed. Like one of the things that is really important to me is, like, you know, I'm in a split, you know, I'm a, a divorced dad. I get certain, you know, half the time with my son and I really, you know, it's his birthday, it's his birthday. Oh. So I said to them, like, I'll do whatever the schedule needs, but like the 27th, I gotta be in LA. So I get to my house 
and could see the look on the face of a guy who works with me. And he was like, I said, where are the presents? And he was like, they didn't get here. Oh. So I had to show up to, you know, my son's party. With, with no presents. With no gift yeah, for him. Yeah, that's bad. And it was like this sort of sinking, awful feeling, you know? And, um, and then he goes, but there is something I said, what? He said, well, Adam <clears throat> uh, heard you say it was your son's birthday. And so he called your assistant, got your address, and sent some presents and signed a card and a picture from Kylo Ren. Oh. And I took those presents.
it's hard as a parent to do. But even throughout her addiction, I knew she was more. It was just a matter of did she know she was more. And it was actually complete strangers that uh, showed me kindness when I was out there and it like planted a seed of hope. So that's the whole idea behind it is trying to, to be that hope for somebody else. You know, I have amazing friends today. I have my family back in my life. And it took me a while to get there, but it is beyond my wildest dreams. I, I would have never imagined my life being the way that it is today. And the void has been filled for me. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that is, it's really sweet. Um, it's, it's just so sad to not only obviously the addiction aspect of it, but then you think about, um, homelessness and how, how devastating it can be to the human spirit. But here in LA, we often lose sight of the fact that I, I did, I opened my eyes to, I moved to the East coast. I was living in Jersey and I was like, Oh wait, like the homeless die here cause they freeze to death. Yeah. Like that's a whole nother added layer. It's kind of. I mean, not like it's a picnic to be a, a, a homeless person in Santa Monica, but like it's way better it's than better. in Philadelphia, you know, <laughs> it's crazy, man. But that's a, that's a beautiful story. Oftentimes, um, you know, we, we highlight stories here that are these unbelievable, grandiose exercises in human kindness. And in you, you really get this feeling that something incredible has been done. I brought this story in because something really incredible was done. And it was something so little. It seemingly was just this kind of pedestrian idea of, of being kind, and it changed someone's life. Check this out. We end with a sweet and tender southern barbecue experience. Steve Hartman serves it up on the road. For barbecue lovers, Brad's Barbecue in Oxford, Alabama is heaven on earth. But 80-year-old Eleanor Baker says her visit here earlier this month was especially divine. I think it was a God thing. I think God sent me there. You think we needed the example? Yes, that people care about other people and how important it is. <laughs> Eleanor is a widow. She lives with her dog, Rufus. And although she has a big family, they mostly live out of town. So Eleanor was alone the night she went to Brad's barbecue. Security footage shows her entering there in the purple. And at about that same time, these three young men arrived. They say they were just having a good old time. We was all just sitting there just talking. When Jamario Howard noticed Eleanor. An older woman sitting by herself. Jamario says he hates seeing people eat alone. And I seen that. When most of us see someone eating alone, we feel that way. But our sympathy never solves anything. And Jamario really wanted to fix this. So he got up from his table and sat at hers. He just came up and he said, I saw you sitting over here alone. And he said, do you mind having some company? And she said, go right ahead. And then I introduced myself and she introduced herself. And that's kind of how it all got started. They all ended up having dinner together. And it was just a really nice, pleasant evening. What those 20-somethings did that night speaks volumes about their character. But they say it wasn't entirely altruistic. They enjoyed her company as much as she enjoyed theirs. Because when we left there, that's all we talked about. When you make that kind of connection with somebody, it's hard to let it go. Like I already feel like we're her grandkids. So you got room for these guys in your life? Of course. I'm so glad y'all could make it. They have all vowed to make room for one another. And certainly, if Eleanor's right, that God played any role in this, it may be to remind us of the joy that awaits 
just outside the bubbles we live in. I used to say when I was younger, and I still say today, like, I'm going to change the world somehow. And I don't know how, because I'm not rich, I'm not famous, and I'm not very smart either, so <laughs> I can't be the president. But we can show the world that it's all right to be kind, and then before long, maybe the world will be a much better place. <laughs> Amen. Steve Hartman on the road in Oxford, Alabama. Sweet, right? That? It's really sweet. Like I said, you know, sometimes it's just those little things. And yeah, you may not be able to make macro changes, but micro changes, just so somebody you come in contact with. You know, the best way to make a neighborhood beautiful? No. If everyone makes sure to make sure that their yard is well taken care of. Right. Then the whole neighborhood would be beautiful. <laughs> How we got on that tangent. <laughs> I'm not positive You're saying where that, that fits analogy in. fell flat. I see. Yes, I didn't get it at all. <clears throat> well, let's just pretend like I didn't say that. Right. It's an outro. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. So, by hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike just gave you all the great news. <laughs> Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.